welcome to the Oncology on Air podcast. I am Dr. Prashant. In this episode, we will talk about primary mediastinal B-cell lymphoma, gray zone lymphomas, double hit lymphoma and T-cell histiocyte-rich diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. Primary mediastinal B-cell lymphoma gained recognition as a distinct entity in the World Health Organization classification due to its unique clinico-pathologic presentation. In contrast to typical DLBCL cases, primary mediastinal B-cell lymphoma primarily affects individuals at a median age of 35, with a slight predominance in women. The majority of patients exhibit a substantial anterior mediastinal mass that can invade the lung, chest wall and occasionally cause superior vena cava syndrome. Distant spread is uncommon at diagnosis occurring in one quarter of patients but can manifest at relapse involving visceral extranodal sites. Histologically, sclerosis is a common feature and phenotypically, the cells lack surface immunoglobulin expression while expressing B-cell markers like CD19 and 20. Gene expression analysis reveals molecular distinctions between primary mediastinal B-cell lymphoma and typical diffuse large B-cell lymphoma sharing similarities with classic Hodgkin's disease. A novel recurrent translocation involving C2TA is found in 38% of PMBCL and 15% of classical Hodgkin lymphoma cases impacting disease-specific survival. Patients with primary mediastinal B-cell lymphoma generally have a favorable outcome with a 5-year progression-free survival of 70% when treated with RCHOP. However, approximately 20% experience primary induction failure. Due to the localized presentation, many patients historically received consolidative radiation therapy, exposing them to late risks of radiation. Dose-adjusted rituximab with EPOC chemotherapy without radiation has emerged as a preferred upfront treatment for most patients with PMBCL, showing promising outcomes in a phase 2 study. Relapsed primary mediastinal B-cell lymphoma is managed similarly to other relapsed DLBCLs with second-line chemoimmunotherapy and high-dose chemotherapy with autologous stem cell transplant being the preferred treatment for patients with chemosensitive disease. Unfortunately, primary mediastinal B-cell lymphoma often exhibits high chemoresistance at progression, making salvage with conventional therapy challenging. For those not eligible for or relapsing after autologous stem cell transplant, pembrolizumab, which is a programmed death 1 inhibitor, and anti-CD19 CAR T-cell therapy have shown efficacy and are available for chemotherapy refractory primary mediastinal B-cell lymphoma. We will now talk about gray zone lymphomas. Introduced in the WHO 2008 classification, this diagnosis is characterized by overlapping clinical, morphological or immunophenotypic features between classical Hodgkin's lymphoma and diffuse large B-cell lymphoma particularly PMBCL. Typically found in young men aged 20 to 40, these cases often present with an anterior mediastinal mass and may exhibit supraclavicular lymph node involvement. 
tumors can display a wide range of cytological appearances within the same lesion. The immunophenotype typically lies in transition between primary mediastinal B-cell lymphoma and classical Hodgkin's disease with tumor cells expressing CD45, CD20, CD30 and CD15. A gray zone lymphoma diagnosis may be favored in cases of morphologically nodular sclerosis, classic Hodgkin's disease with a strong and uniform CD20 and 15 expression. Conversely, cases resembling primary mediastinal B-cell lymphoma but lacking CD20 expression or exhibiting CD15 or EBV positivity would also support a gray zone lymphoma diagnosis. Clinical outcomes for gray zone lymphoma appear inferior compared to primary mediastinal B-cell lymphoma or Hodgkin's disease, but higher remission rates have been observed with DLBCL type regimens such as RCHOP or dose-adjusted REPOC rather than traditional Hodgkin lymphoma therapy like ABVD. Due to the increased risk of chemoresistance in this subset, consolidative radiation therapy should be considered for patients with localized disease. Let's move on to double-hit lymphomas. 5-10% to of patients diagnosed with DLBCL fall into this category, characterized by the presence of MYC, MYC and BCL2 or BCL6 translocations typically identified through FISH or karyotype analysis. These cases display mutational and morphologic features that fall between DLBCL and Burkitt's lymphoma, leading to their reclassification in the 2017 WHO classification as high-grade B-cell lymphoma with MYC and BCL2 and or BCL6 rearrangements. RCHOP treatment proves inadequate for most double-hit lymphoma patients who face a median overall survival of approximately 2 years. Typically, these patients present with unfavorable prognostic indicators including advanced age, elevated LDH, advanced stage and often extranodal involvement including the central nervous system. Some may exhibit circulating leukemic phase disease, a rarity in typical DLBCL cases. Given the limitations of RCHOP, intensified chemoimmunotherapy strategies influenced by experiences in Burkitt's lymphoma have been explored. However, the advanced age and poor performance status of many patients often restrict the use of highly intensive chemotherapy. Limited data on double-hit lymphoma, primarily derived from retrospective reviews, make comparisons between regimens challenging. Intensified upfront induction regimens like R-hypercivat, which consists of rituximab, cyclophosphamide with mesna, doxorubicin, vencristin, and dexamethasone, alternating with rituximab, methotrexate, and cytarabin, and the R-codox-M-IVAC protocol, which consists of cyclophosphamide, vencristin, doxorubicin, high-dose methotrexate or ifosamide, etoposide, and high-dose cytarabin show favorable outcomes compared to historical controls treated with RCHOP. Nevertheless, it's crucial to note that patients eligible for such intensive therapy are often younger and in better condition, limiting the generalizability of results to the broader double-hit lymphoma patient population. Retrospective analyses indicate that dose-adjusted REPOC performs better than RCHOP 
and can be tolerated in older adults leading to its widespread use for this disease due to the high risk of cns dissemination prophylactic cns therapy is recommended the additional benefit of consolidative stem cell transplantation remains uncertain as retrospective analyses haven't conclusively demonstrated its advantages in first remission for double hit lymphoma research on novel agents for dhl is ongoing recognizing the clear need for improved treatment options encouragingly patients with chemotherapy refractory double hit lymphoma have shown responses to anti cd19 car t cell therapy similar to patients with dlbcl not otherwise specified making them potential candidates for this innovative treatment we will now talk about a rare variant of dlbcl which is t cell histiocyte rich diffuse large b cell lymphoma often diagnosed at an advanced stage with frequent involvement of the liver spleen and bone marrow typically the neoplastic cells constitute less than 10% of the cellular population and are outnumbered by a background of abundant t cells and histiocytes histologically this variant shares similarities with nodular lymphocyte predominant hodgkin's lymphoma or may arise from a previous nodular lymphocyte predominant hodgkin's disease treatment with rchop yields outcomes comparable to those observed in diffuse large b cell lymphoma not otherwise specified and remains the standard of care with that we have come to the end of this episode thanks for listening